When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, ESPNU, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and all of our great ESPN stations across the country, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So we'll get into the NHL offseason, guys. That's the biggest topic today. <laughs> wow. Monday Night Football, ESPN broadcast. We're all pumped up. The Aaron Rodgers debut. And uh, four plays in after holding the American flag, running out. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt last night. Extent of injury still to be determined. Nobody could have seen this one coming. Nobody. Yeah, I mean, all of the collective Jets fans held their breath. Like it just it, it felt like one of those moments where – they had the highest of highs, and then all of a sudden that all was taken away from them because the prospects of Aaron Rodgers not being on the field for the foreseeable future start to sink in. And I think the moment that perfectly encapsulated it during the broadcast was that one fan that they caught flipping yeah. off the crowd because that's how every Jets fan actually felt in that moment, especially after Zach Wilson threw that pick. And knowing that you're going to have to see more of what you saw last year in Zach Wilson, which is why they were prompted to go out to get Aaron Rodgers in the first place. But then all of that gets erased by Jordan Whitehead's heroics, being able to come up with two second-half interceptions. Then they're able to have the fumble recovery on Josh Allen, all to set up a go-ahead field goal. And then their defense allows that field goal at the end. But then Xavier Gibson, after the three and out to start overtime, houses a punt return for 65 yards. So you have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows for the Jets fans in a matter of four hours. It, it just It's one of those things that you're excited about the fans being able to enjoy that moment, but you feel like you lost the war when it comes to what your season will look like because of the ominous news about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't want to minimize the outcome of the game because that was big for the Jets. But when you guys were watching it, didn't it feel like the game was almost insignificant? Yes. I I can't remember a time when I've been so excited to watch something and immediately deflated like that. We have been talking about Aaron Rodgers and the impact that he's not only going to have on the Jets, but on the NFL as a whole playing for the Jets for months now, he's been the consummate teammate. We've we've had all of the the pomp, the circumstance, hard knocks. He runs out on the field with the American flag. It's in New York. It's September 11th. We really feel like we're about to watch something special. And if you're a Jets fan, you have waited a long time for this. And then in a matter of four plays, it all gets erased. It all gets taken away from you. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel great. But here's the thing. You're hoping that Aaron Rodgers being around during the OTAs, the minicamps, training camps, gave an opportunity for him to impart some wisdom on Zach Wilson and that he has evolved as a player. Now, I didn't see that in the game yesterday. He looked erratic in the pocket, very skittish, but he was able to make some plays. He was able to make some throws, including that back shoulder to Garrett Wilson that ended up being a touchdown on a hell of a catch by Garrett Wilson, might I add. I mean, the guy caught the ball two or three times in that one play. But you're hoping that this is an opportunity that Zach Wilson is more prepared for 
than what we saw in the first two years of his career with Gang Green. So I guess that would be the optimism that the Jets fans have to approach this with. But when you look at what's on the horizon facing the Dallas Cowboys defense that made Daniel Jones look awful on Sunday night, it's very sobering if you're a Jets fan right now. Yeah, a few things on this. First of all, Smalls, you asked about something that you were so excited for that just ended so quickly that you were a disappointment. I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but isn't that what people said about the Game of Thrones finale? That it was just like everybody was looking forward to it, and then at the end it was just terrible. Yeah, it wasn't great. And and I I didn't watch the show, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But that's what kind of it feels like. It's like this great big TV series that you're so excited about, and then it's the season finale – and you're like, that's it? That's how it's going to end? Because that's the way Jets fans felt last night. Is there was this great, t- literally a great TV series with hard knocks <laughs> yeah. that e- potentially ended last night. The other thing is, the Jets are one of these teams, the Browns have had this, the Lions have had this over the course of time, that you look at and you say that regular season moment, oh, that's their Super Bowl because they never actually get to the Super Bowl, right? The Jets have always had, oh, that big win against so-and-so, that feels like their Super Bowl. Well, last night winning that game, is that was probably the best win of the season. It's one game in, but now if you look at the rest of the season, a team that has Super Bowl aspirations or had Super Bowl aspirations, if Rodgers is really out, and we don't know yet, we're not doctors, we don't know if he's going to be out for the season. But if he is out for the season, that was their best win of the year. Well, based on what we're hearing from Rob Sala in the postgame, it sounds like he's going to be out for the rest of the year, and they're just going to confirm it with an MRI. But what I'll say is this. I mean, I, I, I get that that was – a big moment for the team, being able to overcome the adversity of losing the guy that everybody was anticipating yeah. seeing. But just thinking about them being able to have that low point of Zach Wilson throwing that interception, and yet guys finding ways to contribute, finding ways to scratch, crawl, and scrape, and keep the game close, and then seize the opportunities that the Buffalo Bills, and specifically Josh Allen, gave them in the second half. I got to give credit where credit is due. A part of why the Jets were able to pull off that win is because the supporting cast around the quarterback is so damn good. Yep. And so I don't think it's I don't think it's fair to dismiss the prospects of this team potentially being able to figure something out, being able to forge an identity around their third year quarterback, Zach Wilson. And maybe it's not the quarterback being a difference maker, more of a game manager. But the team around Zach Wilson is just so good. I mean, Brees Hall last oh. night was phenomenal. He had 127 Amazing. yards rushing on 10 carries, not to mention 20 yards receiving. On the 83-yard run that he had, he hit 20.54 miles per hour. And this guy is less than a year removed from ACL surgery. So, I mean, that's just one of the difference makers that they have. Garrett Wilson, we know how good he is. Defensively, Quinnen Williams was a beast last night. Anchoring that defensive line. The defensive line balled out for the New York Jets. I mean, they had nine quarterback hits, five quarterback sacks. That's exactly what you're looking for. They made Josh Allen look very human, especially in the second half, because that, to me, was the difference in the game. The Jets were down 10 at halftime, and all their defense did in the second half, when you go possession by possession, interception, punt, interception, fumble, and then the field goal to keep forcing in the overtime, then three and out with the punt return to follow. The Jets' defense was absolutely phenomenal last night, and because they're so good, I don't think it's fair to dismiss this team's prospects of being able to find a way to get to the postseason, even without Rodgers. But there won't be a win, CC, this year that'll be less expected than that win in the moment, right? Because you lost Rodgers, and they did not collapse. They did not fall apart. So now they rebuild their team a little bit during the course of the season. I just think that the Jets... 
If you don't have Rodgers, you can still have playoff-ish aspirations. You cannot have Super Bowl aspirations. No, that has to change. But, I mean, if most teams lose their starting quarterback, that's what's going to happen. Your aspir- your expectations, your bar, all of a sudden shifts. But what I'm saying is the team around the Jets, Excellent. around the Jets quarterback is so good that they're still going to have an opportunity. It's just a matter of how much is Zach Wilson grown up. And, yeah, right now this feels like this is going to be their best win of the season. But depending on how this thing goes and depending on how they do, they could be playing for something more important other than moral victories, other than the fact that they can say we're not the same old Jets. And that's why I'm going to stop short of saying last night was as good as it's going to get because we just don't know, especially with how good this team around the quarterback is. The defense is outstanding. We Brees Hall, as you mentioned, amazing return last night. We know what Garrett Wilson can be. But hasn't the conversation always been their quarterback away? We know that they have all of those pieces in place. And obviously they had a great offseason adding some additional pieces. But there's a reason why they went out and got Aaron Rodgers. They didn't want to have to go with Zach Wilson as the option for QB1. And CeCe, you've talked about this before. I wonder, last night they it was a galvanizing moment for the Jets. No they, doubt. they wanted to rally together and win that game for Aaron Rodgers. But moving forward forward this has to be so incredibly deflating from a mental standpoint you've talked about the difference of going out there and having a hundred percent confidence in your quarterback and not having a hundred percent confidence in your quarterback there's a difference when you know that Aaron Rodgers is the guy that's leading you out there on the field you have a different level of, of trust in that person you're you're I'm not saying that mentally they're going to turn it off in any way. I just wonder how they turn the page. Yeah, and there was a opportunity for that to happen where they let go of the rope in the second quarter and it didn't happen and I guess that to me is the most impressive part. The, the Bills fact, helped him out, though. The, the Bills, <laughs> well, I mean, you say the Bills helped him out, but I mean, two of those three turnovers were forced by Jordan Whitehead. Those were great plays by Jordan Whitehead. I mean, it was the one where he's playing the center fielder um, uh, on the target to Allen, and then there was the other one where he sneaks in front on the seven cut, um, and, and that was the one where the Jets took it down for, for a touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, but those were forced errors by the Jets defense by and large and so I don't want to take credit away from that group and how disruptive they were with Josh Allen now Josh Allen's got a turnover problem I mean this guy's turned the ball over 84 times since 2018 when he came into the league that is the most in the National Football League during that span the guy had 23 turnovers last year in 18 games so yeah Josh Allen has a turnover issue and I'm not going to dismiss that, and nor do I think we should gloss over that. No, that's we're not what, going to. That's what, that's what opened the door for it. <laughs> yeah. But I think the most important thing is the fact that the Jets proved to themselves that they can win a game against another team that has Super Bowl aspirations without Aaron Rodgers gives them confidence moving forward that they can form an identity that will allow them to have sustained success. I would assume, you would know, I'm assuming, that it's a lot different winning a game with a guy in relief like Wilson versus if the Bills had a week to prepare for him, it's probably a lot different, right? There's a surprise element. There's a different style of offense maybe. Is it a surprise element? They played him twice last year. Yeah, but I just think with what you just, you've been saying it all show. They're much better this year. They're much better around him. Their defense is better. Their skill positions are better. Brees Hall is healthy, right? They have Dalvin Cook as a complimentary back. I think they're a better overall team. Let's listen to, by the way, what Salah had to say. Robert Salah, head coach of the Jets. First, let's listen to his reaction after the game about the Rodgers injury. We'll get an update on that first. All right, I'll uh, deal with the quarterback real quick. Um, concerned with his Achilles. Uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good. 
That is as bad of a comment as you're ever going to have from a head coach about a quarterback. Not that he said anything wrong, but he's not recklessly speculating and confirming simultaneously, which is just a gut punch if you're a Jets fan. And, of course, obviously, if you're Robert Sala. The other thing is he gave an update on Zach Wilson, who's going to now be the quarterback of the Jets. I guess the most frustrating thing in hindsight about the Aaron Rodgers injury is on the play before, they go with the three-step drop. Aaron Rodgers holds the ball a little longer than he has to. Both tackles try to cut block because they're expecting the ball to come out hot, and Aaron Rodgers holds it a little bit, and there's a hit on the quarterback, Greg Rousseau gets to him. The very next play, Dwayne Brown does the same technique on Leonard Floyd. Why are you doing that? Your quarterback just got hit when the opposite tackle decided that he wanted to cut block rather than straight drop back pass pro. I just didn't understand why they were using that technique in that situation, especially after Rodgers already took a hit the play before. But we said this before coming into this season. If the Jets season would be undone, it was going to be because of the offensive line. And true to form, that was the problem. We just didn't think it was going to happen that soon. Not four plays in, no. And you could hear it in Robert Sala's voice when he said it's not good. I mean, you could just... The, the tone says everything. Well, he's also seeing his future, right? Of course, yeah. Because we, we sat here and we said, hey, if they don't win with Rodgers, he's on the hot seat. It's not like and he, gentlemen, right, they it's not like they've proven anything as, as a head coach-GM combination. Right. So he's seeing his mortality in front of him also because this is the guy that was supposed to carry him potentially to a championship. And then once you win one, whether it's with the Jets or another team, i.e. Doug Peterson, you're good for a while. You're going to be paid 5 to $7 million as a head coach in this league even if you fail after winning a Super Bowl. So he saw his mortality drop there in that moment as well. What's next for the Jets? Where do they turn? We'll get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2 on ESPNU, as well as listen on Sirius XM Channel 80 and all across the country and all of our great stations all across the United States of America and North America. And, of course, the biggest story in sports by a mile, Aaron Rodgers 
hurt Achilles. We don't have an update. As soon as Adam Schefter or anybody else gives you an update, we will give it or gives us an update. We will give it to you. We are obviously not doctors. We are not going to uh, declare his injury one way or another. Robert Sala, we played the clip. The head coach of the Jets has certainly made you think. He certainly put it in your head that he has a torn Achilles. And obviously that would be, we assume, season ending if that were to be the case. Now, in addition to that part of it, Unfortunately, there is a conversation about what's next. And what's next is for three entities, I think. One is Rodgers, one's the Jets, and one's the Packers, as odd as that may sound, Mm -hmm. because the compensation for this deal is tied to playing time and percentage of of snaps played. 70% or more, Packers get a first-round pick. 70% or less, they keep it at a second-round pick. They're going to get a second-round pick based on what Robert Sala had to say. And then the Jets part of it, I'm sorry, the Rodgers part of it, let's start there because it ties right into the Jets. We all thought, oh, maybe he's got one year. And then after this offseason, it's like, oh, it's going to be two. And who knows, if this goes really well, maybe he gets to three. Now I think you have to look at one to two with this year as the one included. I thought last night, is this the last time we see Aaron Rodgers out on a football field? Mm. And I know that seems like a snap judgment, but I just – Wonder at this stage of his life and his career, he's going to turn 40 years old in December. After a grueling Achilles rehab, we know how difficult that injury is if he's going to want to do this again. This is somebody that, prior to signing with the Jets, went into the darkness and was contemplating retirement. We didn't even know if he was going to come back and play. And when he he deferred that money and was talking in the offseason, he said he would like to play two years, maybe three. Mm -hmm. But it depends on how the body feels. That was one of the caveats as part of that conversation for him extending it. And I just wonder, I'm sure in the immediacy of it, his head is all over the place, but I wonder moving forward if – if that's part of the conversation, if we're if we're ever going to see Aaron Rodgers play, well, again. Michelle, I can promise you, as you get older, you don't get healthier. Yeah, and, and and life comes at you fast in the National Football League. Remember last year, Aaron Rodgers was dealing with the thumb injury amongst other ailments, yeah, and that was believed to affect his play. He had the calf injury and in OTAs. Now we're talking about an Achilles tear. You just wonder how much this guy can push through and how much he wants to be out there, considering the risk that he's putting his body to uh, under. And, and so for me, it feels like the last time we've seen Aaron Rodgers on a football field just because of what it would take to recover from said injury and get back to playing near close to an MVP level. And that big part of when players decide to walk away, especially with players that have the kind of legacy that Aaron Rodgers has, is they want to be remembered at the pinnacle of their sport. They want to be remembered as one of the guys that was at the height of their powers, so to speak. And it's hard for me to envision that Aaron Rodgers would get there on the other side of 40. I think we fall into this trap where we compare all of these other great quarterbacks to Tom Brady. And because Tom played well into his 40s, played till 45, won a Super Bowl, won an MVP, everybody wants to assume that that's going to be the norm for all of these other quarterbacks. That's not the case. 40 used to be the line of demarcation for guys that were talented enough to play in a league that long, but that was usually the cutoff as to when that guy had to walk away from the game. Think about this. In the history of the league, they've been playing in that football, that in the National Football League for a long time. There have only been five quarterbacks, age 40 or older, to win a playoff game. Five. Vinny Testaverde, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, George Blanda, Brett Favre. That's the list. So, I mean, the odds are against Aaron Rodgers – being able to accomplish the ultimate goal here with the Jets at his advanced age coming off of an Achilles, if, in fact, he does want to come back and play a second season 
uh, with the New York Jets. So I, I just think that this is probably going to be the last time we see Rodgers on the field. I felt when they made the trade and he came over from Green Bay that this was going to be the last stop of his career. I just hate it for him that it has to end this way because no player wants their career to end because of injury. I know sometimes the body makes the decision for you, but guys, it can't end this way, right? After all of this buildup for a player of this magnitude, it just doesn't – this is not the ending that he deserves. This is not the ending the Jets deserve. This is not the ending we as sports fans deserve. It's hard to imagine his, his Jets career will end with zero completions, right? Because if you're right – and he's done, then he will never have completed a pass in a Jets uniform. I think he's going to come back and play. I just think, you know, he turns 40 on December 2nd, and that rehab at 40 years old, I don't buy, by the way, that he was going to retire. I know he said it. I don't buy it for a second. I think that was all negotiations to make sure that he was getting out of Green Bay, which obviously he accomplished. So I think he'll try to come back. I just don't think it's easy to imagine him playing two more years or being on the team for two more years after the comeback. But you said about how hard it is once your body tells you no. What made you retire? Injury. But specifically, like, how did you know at that moment, I can't come back from this? Well, uh, think about it. I've had, up until that point, close to two dozen surgeries. And now the daunting task of a shoulder reconstruction because of a pec tendon tear, I I just, I I determined that it was enough. 11 years in the National Football League, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't be the same player that I once was. And if I can't have the same impact on my team winning – then I wanted to walk away. I didn't want to get relegated to backup status or, but you being, a, you or being a guy that just hangs on. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you start looking at a player like Aaron Rodgers, who has a much more robust legacy and is, has been one of the faces of the National Football League across the last two decades, for him to come back and be a shell of himself, I don't know that that's something that he would sign up for, which is why I think we've probably seen the last of him. Again, not ideal, not what you want as a player, but the last thing that Aaron Rodgers wants to do is further damage to his legacy by coming back and being significantly lesser than what we saw over the last three or four years. Could you have come back, though, like at 50% of yourself as a backup? Would yeah, you, I mean, sure. But you didn't want to do sure, that, Sure, but I didn't want to do right, that. Right. And, and I think that's most players' mentality. They don't want to do that. But when you start talking about guys that have Hall of Fame credentials – those guys are in a different class, and of course, they want to be remembered as being at the height of their powers at the pinnacle of the sport. Yeah. I mean, by the way, the overshadowing of everything, the Bills lost last night. I know. Right? That, that there's, a, there's a huge part of this, which we will get to, because the Buffalo Bills, who are, have Super Bowl aspirations, went into New York, Rodgers doesn't complete a pass, and they lost. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around... Different stressors, I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. And Aaron Rodgers gets up with a limp. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is sitting down in the field. He's hurt. Is this the last time we see Aaron Rodgers out on the football field? Mm. And I know that seems like a snap judgment, but I just wonder at this stage of his life and his career, he's going to turn 40 years old in December if we're ever going to see Aaron Rodgers play Well, Michelle, I can promise you as you get older, you don't get healthier. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPNU, along with Chris Candy, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider and former GM of the Jets, as well as the Dolphins, joins us now to talk about the Monday Night Football game last night, which, of course, is overshadowed by the Rodgers injury. Mike, let's start with the question that Michelle has asked, which is, has Aaron Rodgers played his last snap in the National Football League? Yeah, good morning, guys. I agree with Michelle. Um, Unfortunately, I have uncanny experience with this situation going back to 1999. Vinny Testaverde, we had massive expectations, went to the championship game in 98. Game one, Patriots at home, Vinny tears his Achilles. And while it's not impossible for Aaron Rodgers to come back, I just am hard-pressed to think at 40 years old, four-time MVP, Super Bowl champ, made all the money he'll ever need. Uh, that rehab is extremely rigorous. It takes a long time. And, you know, I, me just looking at it within the first 24 hours, I'd be hard-pressed to see him coming back. Oh, Mike, I hope you were going to disagree with me because it just feels like it can't end this way. You've been in, in that organization. After all of this buildup, they finally get their quarterback. It just feels like it cannot end this way. Yeah, you know, Michelle, I, I had a, a million thoughts last night. Um, and, Kelly, the more I slept on it, the more I just thought about 98. Um, it's just shocking. Again, we, we had massive expectations. We, we started off the season at home against a division rival in uh, the New England Patriots. And you're like, you just let it be anything but the Achilles, right? And, you know, it's a sprained ankle. It's a Liz Frank. It's a whatever. And uh, it just, uh, you just feel for the organization, and you certainly feel for Aaron Rodgers, who, in my opinion, did absolutely everything right, guys. Off-season program there from day one, unbelievable teammate, takes a pay cut, is totally invested for all the right reasons, wants to win a championship, and literally four plays in, it's just shocking to me. And, you know, we talked about it a lot, guys. Dwayne Brown, 38 years old, Mekhi Becton, his struggles, and... I mean, four plays, though, it just seems really unfair. Mike, spinning this thing forward, last night Zach Wilson was the only other quarterback on active roster for the Jets. They have Tim Boyle on practice squad. 
But just looking at the options that may be available via trade or free agency, is there anybody that the Jets could bring in that will be consequential to the prospects of their season, somebody that could challenge Zach Wilson for the starting job? Yeah, I would uh... – I'm scouring right now. I I am doing everything, Chris. I am talking to Matt Ryan, Colt McCoy. I'm looking at Jameis Winston. I I am doing everything I possibly can to, 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 I got a chance to make the playoffs this year, right? There's seven teams. I got a great defense. I won a game last night because Josh Allen turned it off, uh, turned it over four times and a special teams played. So I am scouring all those alternatives. And I'm telling that building this morning, guys, like this season's beginning. It's not ending. And we got a real chance here. So hang in there. We delivered a really good team yesterday and have trust and confidence. We're going to do the same thing right now. Sun Sportsman, like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, with you talking with Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, former GM of the Jets and the Dolphins about the Obvious, unfortunate injury to Aaron Rodgers. Still no diagnosis yet. We know it's Achilles. We're not going to go further than that or farther, whatever the right word is on that one. Uh, Mike, this team had Super Bowl aspirations. Is there any way they can still have Super Bowl aspirations? And if not, is it better to blow some of it up, as crazy as that sounds? Not on defense, but on offense. Uh, Yeah. Again, all options are on the table. Like I think that's where one of those things as a leader, Evan, you know, you you have to be – you know, optimistic but realistic. And I'm talking to the locker room today about Colt McCoy and Jameis Winston. Maybe it's Malik Willis in Tennessee. Like, I, I'm telling them, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to give you guys an opportunity to win because that's the truth. We're 1-0. and We're tied for the division lead. And look at our games the next couple of weeks. We're going to Dallas. What an opportunity. Then we got the Patriots at home. But in the back of my mind, I'm telling Woody Johnson that we also have to be the stewards of this franchise for the next three to five years and if at some point we could get multiple first-round picks for you know, some of our young players, we got to take those phone calls, too, at some point. And you know, we're going to cross that bridge when it comes to it. So I think it's a great question. And I'm really, I have multiple thoughts in my mind um, you know, walking into that building today. But first and foremost is who's the best quarterback I could get to come in you know, short-term? Mike, let's not gloss over the result. You know, the, the Jets pull this out 22 to 16 in overtime. I want to talk about the Buffalo Bills side of thing. What's your evaluation on what you saw from the Bills last night? A team who coming into this we thought could challenge for the division and potentially a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I thought Josh Allen had two terrible interceptions. You know, Troy Aikman talked a little bit about it that last one. You can't miss inside on an outbreaking route you know, with the safety playing inside technique. But the second one I was okay with because that was really a punt, so that wasn't bad. But when they, they get the ball back, the game is tied 13-all. Sean McDermott's a great coach. I'm sure the last words he said to Joshua, like a punt is a great play here, and he took his eyes off the snap. That's going to happen on opening day. And then, you know, Clemens made a great play. He put his head on the ball and, you know, the rest is history, but I'll go back to something that Nick Sirianni said on Sunday after the Eagles beat the Patriots about not being prepared to play. I thought Josh Allen looked a little bit not prepared to play because the plays he made were just plays he would have made in high school, sort of like, you know, street yard ball you know, uh, plays. So to me, they looked a little rusty. They have a rookie that's going to be consequential in Dalton Kincaid, and I think that's just going to take time. 
but I don't think we're going to see another four turnover game from Josh Allen. Talking with ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Unsportsmanlike. And Mike T, staying with Josh Allen, since 2018, he's got the most turnovers in the National Football League, 84. Last season, Josh Allen had 23 turnovers in 18 games. If things continue to trend this way with Josh Allen turning the ball over at this rate, what is the ceiling for this Buffalo Bills team? It's what we saw last night, Chris. It's going to be good but not good enough. There's too many good teams in the AFC. Their margin for error has been greatly reduced. Now, look, I think this defense will be pretty good, especially when Von Miller gets back. So, you know, for Sean McDermott as their sort of CEO, I'm sure he's going to say, and here's the part that bothered me about last night, to be candid, Chris. Why not say, hey, we're only going to lose if Zach Wilson goes the long, hard way. And I know this sounds weird, but almost take the ball out of Josh Allen's hand and say, hey, tonight's not your night. So we're going to run the ball, we're going to punt, and we're only going to lose if Zach Wilson takes him you know, the long way, which maybe they would have been conservative on that drive at 13-13, but they cannot get to where they want to go um, the way he played last night. And, and the guy that knows that more than anybody is Sean because of Sean's defensive background. All right, Mike, let's finish with this. By the end of the day today, do you think the New York Jets will have called Don Yee the agent for Tom Brady? Yeah. I, I, by the way, I remember when being in the situation, they should have called last night. I mean, I, that's if I'm Joe Douglas, the, the results of the game, I can't impact in the box, but I'm on the phone calling Tom Brady, Matt Rye. I'm calling all of them, and I got to know what my options are now. I think Tom, the way he's constituted, I just don't think he'd ever play for the Jets. But boy, would I try. And candidly, when I was with uh, the Dolphins and we were in a similar situation with Ryan Tannehill, we had our initial list and we wound up talking, uh, you know, Jay Cutler out of the Fox broadcast booth. So every option is on the table. How can it not be? You have a good team, and I would certainly have that conversation. Now, do I think it's going to happen? No, but you have a responsibility to look at every single possibility. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Well, uh, that certainly is interesting. I mean, I, you have to, right? I mean, I, by the way, there's a little bit of a difference between Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. Just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and Tom Brady, even last year, was a bad year for Brady, but it wasn't a bad year. Right. Well, they ended up in the playoffs, right? right? And so, Brady's numbers were still good. I would be curious to know how that would work because he does have a minority stake with the Las Vegas oh, Raiders. Right, so right. can an owner play for an NFL team, let alone another team? Where he has a stake in. Yeah, that's an interesting. I don't think it's technically gone through yet. I think there's literally little technicalities. We can double check on this. Okay. That has not technically gone through. It would be odd if you're very odd if you're going to own the Raiders to then play for the Jets. Yeah. (laughs) After after your big day on Sunday with the Patriots, he'll never play for the Jets. But the point is, if you're Joe Douglas and you're in the New York Jets, this is what this is where this is very interesting to me. It's horrible that Rodgers got hurt. Mm -hmm. But you bring Rodgers in because you think you have Super Bowl aspirations. Without Rodgers, you don't. What's the point of being a wild card team when he's coming back next year? Like, there's arguments to be made that if – I don't see it, CeCe. What's the point of being a wild card team? They're not going to be. They're not going to be. How about the head coach and the general manager saving their jobs? Understood, but they're not going to be. And this is where ownership has to step in. They have to make decisions. They're not going to make the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers. Not in that division. I, I don't know about that. I don't know if we agree on that because that defense is just that good. And the offense? It's a work in progress. Right. It's a work in progress. Like, we don't know how much Zach Wilson has grown 
as a quarterback. Presumably, he's going to be better than what we saw last year just by virtue of having an offseason with working with Aaron Rodgers, having an opportunity to sit back and watch one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time go through his preparation. Understanding how it would be to pro matters. When you have a blueprint for that, it makes it much easier to find ways to evolve your game. Zach Wilson didn't have that, and the Jets haven't been good at developing that. So I'm just curious as to what kind of impact Aaron Rodgers has had and may continue to have on Zach Wilson as we move through the season. But that's not going to preclude the New York Jets from looking at other options. Some of the other names that have been floated out there by Connor Connor uh, Hughes of NJ.com, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, both of them have a history with, uh, with Jets general manager Joe Douglas mm-hmm. going back to their time in Philly. So we'll see what happens. I don't think either one of those guys moves the needle. Gardner Minshew. In, in terms of changing anything for the Jets. That's right. I, I don't know if Gardner Minshew moves the needle in terms of changing anything and by for the way, I'd stick with Zach Wilson. Yeah. That's what I, so you're talking about a backup quarterback. And Tim yeah. Boyle was brought in because of the relationship with Rodgers, and he knows the Rodgers-Hackett system because he was in sure. Green Bay. But I, I think that you have the number two pick in the draft. Put up or shut up. It's a great opportunity for Zach Wilson. They kept him around for a reason. Yeah, and I think Rodgers has been good. There's been no indication that Aaron Rodgers was bad to Jordan Love, and there's been no indication that Aaron Rodgers was bad to Zach Wilson. I actually think he's been great to both of them, and I'm not necessarily a Rodgers guy. So I would go with Wilson. I would go with Wilson, and and I think we should stop speculating about who they're going to bring in. Bring in Zach Wilson and believe in the guy. I also want to see him when he's not thrown into the deep end like he was last night. That had to be very jarring, you know, a situation. Yeah, because he's like not that. getting the reps in practice. Of course, he's not of working with not. the first team. I mean, that wasn't the expectation. But now that the coaching staff will have a chance to work with him throughout the week with the prep, figure out what he likes, what he doesn't like, they can build the game plan around Zach Wilson that's user friendly. They didn't have that opportunity last night. Right. So I think there could be a different version of Zach Wilson than what we saw last night, and certainly than what we saw last season. Peyton Manning said on the Manning cast he didn't even watch tape of Zach Wilson. Well, <laughs> so he didn't have to with Aaron Rodgers there. So that's, that's where everyone's minds were. Left. All right, coming up, when hope turns into despair. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, ESPNU, Sirius XM80, and all of our great stations across the country, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. And yes, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt last night. A lot of speculation about the Achilles. We don't know the status. We know his Achilles is hurt. 
and it certainly does not seem good. Jets actually won the game, though. 22-16 in overtime over the Buffalo Bills, and the low into a high last night, and nobody felt it more than Greeny. Of course, you can uh, hear him after us, 10 a.m. Eastern time. You can see him on Get Up on ESPN at 8 a.m. Eastern time. And our group chat last night, the most passionate thing that we had going was about Greeny's menu, okay? So Greeny puts out a picture at ESPN Greeny. We're putting it up on the TV side on 2 and you and on the ESPN app where he says, preparations underway, the menu, pizza, steak, chicken, and shrimp nachos, assorted drinks and desserts, only Jets fans allowed, and um, it was the sleepover, right? So Damian Woody was there. Um, Dom was there. Dominique Foxworth. Dominique Foxworth was there. Dan, Dan Graziano, Graziano was there. Yeah. Um, Bubba was there. There were a yeah. lot of people. All in the of mix. the cool kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. needless yeah. to say, nobody on our show. Correct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, so, my invite? <laughs> Pat Costello, our producer, and Smalls, and I don't remember who else was in on this, we're very anti-shrimp nachos. Have you ever had shrimp nachos? Yes. Have you ever heard of shrimp nachos? Yes. Never heard of shrimp nachos. Seafood nachos are awesome. Asada, shrimp nachos. Yeah. Have you ever had crab nachos? Crab nachos are good. Yeah, Thank but you. shrimp yeah. nachos? Yeah, what's wrong with shrimp nachos? Nah, See, this no. is the problem I, don't I have. About, I don't know That's about that. It. I don't That's know about that. You guys were especially, hating on the greeny menu. Especially for football viewing, I don't know that shrimp nachos belong. Quite frankly, I don't know that nachos belong, period. Like, it just, it just doesn't feel... I, I, yeah, I said it. I don't know that nachos belong when it comes to watching football games. Wow. It's wings. It's pizza. No, 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 you're that, right. That's where I'm at. No. Maybe if you want to go with some type of dip, cool. But nachos, I don't know. I, I just I can't buy into it. I'm not going that way. I just think it's way too messy, especially when it's self-serve. Build your own nachos. It's going to be an absolute mess at the table. Nobody's going to want to go there and do that. So I just think you make it clean. You make it easy for folks to get the food that they want. And wings, pizza, a little dip with some chips, cool. That's what you need for watching games, period. Anything else, you're just getting too complicated. You haven't lived till you've had sheet pan nachos while you're watching a football game. That's where it's at, CC. Sheet pan nachos? Oh, I know yeah. what, I know you what you're talking about. Out. I get you it. I Listen, love, I, love I love nachos. I love them, but it's messy. Remember, it's really, CC really is messy. A, yeah. CC's a pre-1 o'clock Eastern football Sunday brunch guy. Remember that. So he has his Belgian one time, waffles. One time. It he happened. has his Belgian <laughs> waffles. It happened one time, and I explained to you, I love football, right? and I love being married more. But here's the thing. Rightfully so. I haven't seen my wife in a week, Evan. What do you right, want from me? Right, rightfully so. I don't like your judgment. You Stop lag it. on me about my quarterbacking ability or yes. lack thereof, yes. right? And you say when I'm analyzing a quarterback as a former quarterback myself, yeah. uh, high school, that I, I threw eight interceptions in one game, right? Yeah, that so happens. That, all right, I have to put the asterisk on this. I think a man who does Sunday brunch, even if he hasn't seen his wife for a week, can't comment on the nachos. Nachos are fine. And shrimp nachos are way better than you guys are giving a credit for. Pat's saying I wouldn't even go. I mean, give me a break. Well, but you're missing it, though. It go wasn't ahead. just the nachos. You're, the, the spread was kind of, you know, for greeny. You're expecting a lot. And it was like a <laughs> bowl of popcorn and two bowls of Doritos for some reason and like some kettle cooked chips in a plastic bowl with some Solo cups. No. Like, what are we doing? No. Come he, on, Greeny. Wait a minute. Look at the menu. I, on the TV side on 2 and You, the Menu, pizza, check, steak, okay, uh, maybe check, chicken. Uh, oh, wait, maybe it's a no, steak, it's steak, chicken, chicken, and, chicken shrimp, and nachos. shrimp nachos. That was my oh, point. Was all the if above. you got all of those different things on the table and people are building their own nachos, that can get messy. It's oh, important. I don't think it's building their own. The execution of that is hard on a football Sunday or football Thursday or football Monday. No matter how you slice it, it's not the right way to go. That's a terrible game plan. Just like yeah. Josh Allen and the Bills in the second half. It's an awful game plan. Throw it out. Get back to square one. Just go with the fundamentals, which is pizza, wings, 
dip, cool, we got it all covered. But that's not what was shown in the photo that Greeny posted. It was a tablecloth, one of those sad plastic tablecloths. Very sad. And yeah. a couple bowls of chips okay. and popcorn. You would you would you, think a high roller would no, have a No, you guys got to notice something. You, I'm not trying to get in Greeny's pockets, but you, you would what, think a high roller would have this, a little something better than photo, that. This photo, this spread forecasted a bad night for the Jets. Yeah, it's ominous. It's, this Kind of like the clouds photo. that met life before the game actually kicked off. Okay, you guys are missing one thing. What are we missing? Okay, so when you live in a New York City apartment building, they have these common rooms. You know this. Yes. Both oh, of yes. you, right? I believe that was the common room. I do oh. not believe that was his actual no, apartment. No, it was the common room. Right, so you got to put the plastic down. And there's only so much you could bring in the common room because there's no oven in there. You're bringing your own stuff. So the bowl of nachos becomes a very easy thing to carry from upstairs to downstairs. You got to factor nachos? Well, whatever it is, got to factor <laughs> this stuff in. Oh, Shrimp and nachos are pans. excellent. Just, let's bring the foil pans excellent. down to the common room. Yeah. Watching the game. Okay, really quickly. Yeah. I, I, t- I texted this to the group last night. Has anyone heard from Greeny? We've done a, a wellness check. Is he is how's he doing? How's he I just saw him in the production room okay. a minute ago. He's okay. meeting with all of the guys. How's the, the, how's the energy tonight. level? Uh, it, 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 it looked a little somber. Uh, a little somber. Poor Greeny. Yeah, he's in his feelings right now. All the Jets fans are a glass case of emotion. Of course. Like Anchorman Ron Burgundy. Like it just it was one of those moments where you could feel their hearts collectively sink. And they it oh. felt sick to their stomach, and it was encapsulated by that fan. Throwing up the middle finger after Zach Wilson threw his interception. But you had that feeling replaced with elation with winning the game with a walk-off punt return. At Unsports ESPN, at Chris Canty 99, at M. Smallman, at Evco Radio. In or out on nachos and specifically shrimp nachos for football games. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. On the nachos for football games, specifically the shrimp in nachos, which everybody's out on but me. Candy's out on nachos altogether. Smalls is in on nachos. Uh, Jets are out on having a franchise quarterback right now. An awful situation for the New York Jets. Rodgers is hurt. What is next? We'll get to that next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.